I'm Summer Fields, and this is The Quad, bringing you voices from our very own world, the Chicago Quad and beyond. Um, so I, I haven't figured out, I haven't asked enough people to know if this is just me or if other people, but um, I feel like every sort of like March, April time of the school year, um, when you're like aware that winter is mostly over and summer is like closer than it used to be, I always have like big, bold ideas about, like, how I'm going to use my summer, um, and in, like, seventh grade, my best friend and I were going to, like, clean out my dad's workshop and make, like, a cool teen hangout, and, like, <laughs> of course that never happened, right, and, like, or in eighth grade, we were going to, like, we, like, had a lot of ideas about how we were going to spend a lot of time, like, on the roof of my house or, like, the roof of my garage, and, like, that would be really cool, um, and I think there's just sort of a particular, like, I'll say for myself, like, a particular, like, psychological moment when you're, like, summer is closer than it used to be, so it feels real, but it also is far enough away that you, like, don't have to make any plans that are, like, practical or, like, possible in any way. <laughs> um, it's sort of this, like, magical space that, like, is just there. Um, and so I, that that happened uh, this last school year, um, and in, I think in, like, March or April, I was just, like, you know, uh, maybe I'll make one pie a week every week that I'm in Chicago. Um, this is the first summer that I lived away from home, and so I was living in an apartment for the first time and thinking about things I could do with that. Um, and then, like, that was a nice idea, and uh, unlike the cool teen hangout in seventh grade, <laughs> it was actually accomplished. Last summer, Louisa Richardson Deppie challenged herself to make at least one pie for every single week she was in Chicago, and she has stories for all of them. Here they are. My name is Louisa Richardson Deppi, um, and I learned how to bake pies from my mother. Week one, blueberry. Sunday, June 21st. Oh, look at my baby, a blueberry So it had been kind of a stressful week getting adjusted to apartment living. And it was Sunday night, and I was like, if I'm going to do it, i got to do it. And I had told people I was going to be making a blueberry pie, so there's this sort of public awareness, this public, you know, sort of obligation. And I preheated the oven, and I started putting things together, and I realized we were out of sugar. So I left my apartment and biked to the grocery store and got sugar and was like, super hungry and was, like, starting to get kind of stressed out about the timing because I had already invited friends over even before the pie existed. And I biked home, and retrospectively, my bike was, like, really low on air, so it was, like, really exhausting to bike because the tires weren't working properly. And my one of my subletters was moving in, so her mom was, like, wandering around our apartment. And I came back, and I left the oven on. And it was really hot outside, and the oven was on in my apartment for, like, an hour hour more than it needed to be and so everything was hot and I knew people were coming over later in my subletter etc etc all the all these terrible things and I like start rolling out the pie dough and I'm like sweating and I don't want to like drip on the pie They're, like that's disgusting and um and I just like yeah it was it was a very frantic evening of trying to meet this goal and like trying to have my first week not be a failure 
Um, and it ended up working. The pie was delicious. Um, my friends came over. We all enjoyed it. Uh, someone brought ice cream, made it even better. Um, my subletter, who became a good friend of mine uh, this summer, you know, also got a piece of the pie. But uh, there was this sort of, like, panic at, like, the last possible moment of, like, if I'm going to make this goal and it's every week, then, like, I've hit my first week and I have to do it. Um, but in the end, it all worked out. <laughs> there was yeah. just a lot of panic beforehand. Week two, Pear Galette, Thursday, June 25th. Sweet pear, sweet pear, those who say they love you would never dare. I'll watch out for you. I'll the next pie I made was a pear um, tart, or like a pear galette. Um, my pie recipe, or my crust recipe, makes three crusts, so a blueberry pie is a two-crust pie, so I wanted to use that third one up. Um, and that was a funny story because I called my mom and I was asking, I called my mom often in life, but especially when I was making all these pies because she's sort of my resident pie expert, and I, um, I was asking her all these questions about how to defrost the pie crust that I'd been in, had been in my freezer and whether she thought the pears would be ripe and blah, blah, blah. And she was just sort of like, you know, like, make sure, like, this goal doesn't turn into an obligation. Make sure this goal, like, still feels fun and you don't have to do it. And in a very, you know, mother-daughter way, I was like, no, mom, like, it is fun. Like, I'm not stressed. <laughs> I do want to do it. And um, so that was sort of a funny moment. I think she was aware that, like, the goal could maybe, like, take over the, like, fun parts of it. Um, but I made the pergolette, and it was so good. It was just unbelievably good. And I brought, like, a big, you know, like, section of it in my lunch and shared with people at lunch. And then I was like, I have a pear, like, pie. And I invited people over for dinner. And by the time that, like, people came over for dinner and my roommates had had it and I had brought it for lunch, like, there was, like, not very much pie left. So there's this sort of awareness that, like, Dessert isn't infinite, and in fact, like, can go go away very quickly when you, like, share with all of the college students in your life. Week 3, French Silk, Thursday, July 9th. Week 3, pie number 2, coconut cream, Sunday, July 12th. It's a two-pie week. Pies number 3 and 4 were made in the same weekend. Um, so I actually made, I made a total of 14 pies over 13 weeks. <clears throat> So even surpassed my goal in a way. Nice. Um, and I had, the first two pies were buttercrust pies. And so I made um, a chocolate pie or a French silk pie is the official name. And then a coconut cream pie. And um, because they both are graham cracker crust pies. And so I knew I could make a double recipe of the crust and then make these two cream pies. And um, the day that I was buying ingredients for these two pies, I had actually gone to... A therapy appointment and had like a really intense like therapy session with that and that made me like really sad and like long term like I'm totally fine like it's all good but like I was like really really stressed out and so I went straight from my therapist's office to the grocery store <laughs> and I was like really stressed out and the way I decided to deal with like feeling frustrated and feeling sad was that I had two different recipes um, for the coconut cream pie and one had more half and half and less milk. And the other one had more milk and less half and half. And I was like, I'm going to make the one with more half and half. Because, like, 
I deserve the richest, creamiest coconut cream pie in the world. Mm-hmm. So um, I made the the chocolate pie on a Thursday night and the coconut pie on the Sunday night following. And one of my roommates, he's pre-med. He asked, his first question was, were the eggs cooked in this pie? And I said, no, because they aren't. And he said, okay. And then he tried it and his eyes closed and he like took a deep breath and he said, this tastes like sex. Oh my God. And we're all like, wow. (laughs) First, you don't really this, mean that, do you? This clinical question about the eggs, and all of a sudden it's this like ecstatic experience. Exactly. He was like, no, really, like, this is like the best thing I've ever eaten. Week four, pie number five, apple. Thursday, July 16th. The fifth pie that I made was an apple pie, and that was sort of a funny a funny moment because just like my mom had predicted, this was the pie that did feel more like an obligation than fun because I, I was going to a potluck with my choir, and I told them I would make a pie. I was like, great, I can like check the pie off my list for mm-hmm. the week, you know, get my goal, get goal checked off for this week. And I like had a half day at work, and I came home, and I like really should have just taken a nap. But I was like, no, I have to make this pie. And so I was just sort of grumpy while I made the pie. And I was like grumpy while I like peeled all the apples. And I was grumpy while I cut them all up. And and the pie ended up being fine. And like the potluck was super fun. But it, it, it was just sort of a moment where it felt like more like work than like fun. Pie number six, plum tart with cornmeal crust, Sunday, July 26th. Pie number six um, was more just sort of came about randomly. I went to the grocery store looking for peaches and then realized if I wanted to make a pie that day, the peaches wouldn't be ripe. And so I looked for whatever fruit was ripe. Mm -hmm. And uh, there were a lot of really beautiful plums. And I ended up um, just Googling for a recipe. And there's just a bunch of things that combine plums and cornmeal. And so this was a plum pie or plum tart with a cornmeal crust. Hmm. It was incredible. I should probably make it again sometime soon. Pie number seven, rhubarb, Sunday, August 2nd. Recipe for the filling passed down from my great-grandmother, crust recipe from my dear mother. This pie make, made a vegan break her veganism. Made two because one wouldn't be enough. Honey pie, you are making me crazy. I'm in love, but I'm lazy. So won't you please come home? My position is tragic Come and show me the magic Of your Hollywood song The next pie is the rhubarb pie And this was one of the best, the top two best pies I made this summer um, And I actually made two rhubarbs So that was the other one that like contributed to my Above, above 12 total um, rhubarb for me has a lot of significance because it's more of an unusual flavor and so you don't um, see it as available in, you know, in like restaurants or stuff like that and it's like very seasonal and it's very Midwestern um, and so like all the rhubarb I grew up 
with was grown on my grandpa's farm and then, like, brought up from Iowa whenever they came to visit. And so there was also sort of, like, a familial connection. Um, And the crust recipe that I used for all of the fruit pies was a butter crust um, that that was a recipe that my mom made. uh, My mom sort of compiled and figured out using a combination of recipes, so that's what I've... um, that's what I used this whole summer. But the filling recipe for the rhubarb was from my great-grandmother. Um, and so it was passed down um, through generations of mothers and um, bakers on and uh, strong women <laughs> on my mom's side of the family. Um, so that felt really meaningful. Pie number eight. Key lime with a ginger snap crust. Friday, August 7th. That looks good. (laughs) Pie number eight um, was a key lime pie that I made uh, specifically because one of my roommates, uh, my subletter Allie, and one of my best friends at school, um, my friend Ellen, had the same birthday and had both um, been inquiring about key lime pie um, over the summer. Key lime pies are hard to make if you juice the key limes yourself, which I attempted to do. Um, Key limes are very small and hard to juice, uh, so like word to the wise, um, it takes a lot of time. So I, I remember I tried to make the pie before I went to Zumba, and so I juiced all these limes, and then it was time to go. Like It had just taken so, so long, so I put this like precious, precious, precious glass of juice in the fridge, and then all through an hour of like Zumba exercise class, I was like, what if someone knocks it over? I was like, I, maybe I should text my roommates, like, what if someone knocks over this, like, glass of juice, and then I don't have any key lime juice, and I can't make this pie, like, what if, like, some tragedy happens, some catastrophe happens, after I put all this work in, squeezing these tiny little limes, but that didn't happen, so don't worry. Pie number nine, blackberry with an almond crust, Sunday, August 16th. The next pie was a blackberry pie that was actually um, from a recipe from my aunt, um, who lives on Bainbridge Island in Washington. Um, So it's an island right in Puget Sound, right by Seattle. And um, growing up in the Midwest, there are not a lot of berries just easily available um, in the wild. Mm -hmm. But um, every time I visited my aunt on this island in um, Washington, I her backyard was full of blackberry bushes, Mm. um, which is this, like, amazing thing for a little kid. And we could just, like, go out and, like, pick blackberries, and my mom would make pie, and it would be amazing. And so um, I was super excited to make this pie um, and, again, sort of had a lot of, like, family memories associated with blackberries specifically. Um, And another word to the wise, blackberries are very expensive. Um, So... (laughs) There was a moment at the grocery store where I was like, am I going to go through with this? Like, is it worth it? And I was like, yes, it's worth it for blackberry pie. Um, And the pie ended up, like, again, this was not one of the best. Like, I had such high hopes, and they were somewhat dashed. Mm -hmm. But um, positives from this pie, like, this pie was one of the most beautiful ones, like, photographically. Um, So it didn't really matter what it tasted like because everybody on Facebook was like still very impressed. Right. Pie number 10, peach, before and after. Friday, August 21st. The next pie that I made was the other absolutely best one. Um, So it was a peach pie. Um, 
And more than any other pie this summer, this was the pie that I had the most fun making. Um, so the rhubarb pie was the other one that, like, tasted the best, but this one is even more fun to make because I can't remember, it must have been, like, a Saturday or a Sunday afternoon in the summer, so you don't even have homework. Sundays are not inherently bad in the summer like they are during the school year. Mm -hmm. And all of my roommates were gone, um, for, you know, just sort of out for the day. And so I sat down and I started to make this pie and I, um... On Spotify, I found the, like, Leanne Le Havis, like, artist page, and I just started pay- playing, like, every song she's ever performed. Mm. Heavy words, little lies, telling everything but the truth, the truth. I made this pie and I made the crust and like crusts are challenging as some people might be aware. Um, butter crusts and like rolling them out and everything can be, they can like rip in certain places and then that can make it hard to lay them out or they can like be really like clumpy or they can be like too wet or too dry or like there are all these things that can happen. And somehow this crust was like the silkiest, smoothest, like most malleable, easiest crust I've ever made. And I was, like, rolling it out and listening to this music, and I was home alone, and it was sunny outside, and the world was beautiful, and it was very, like, meditative almost. It was very therapeutic. And this was a pie where I uh, took inspiration from the New York Times cooking website and decided to do a cutout crust instead of just an a crust over the top. That's sort of, like, what most pies look like. I cut out... Um, like a cookie cutter kind of, I cut out hearts and like layered them for the top crust and um, got really into like this creative process of like arranging these and cutting them out and everything. And my roommate came home and I was like, Kate, I was like, this pie is going to be amazing. I was like, I'm so happy. She's like, okay, great. And I was like, no, I'm so happy. Like, this is amazing. Like, and the pie hadn't even existed yet. So the peach pie was particularly good. Three little words over time, overheard and over you. Pie number 11, lemon meringue. Sunday, August 30th. No sweet nothing could ever be turned into something new. No grand gesture could ever be made to measure you. I know what Lemon meringue pie was the first, it was in, it was one of the first two pies I, I've ever made. Um, I think it was the second pie I ever made by myself. Um, and I made it in high school after reading a recipe in our local newspaper. Um, and so I made that with Zach and we ate our dinner while it baked and it was delicious at the end. Dutch apple, Monday, September 7th. Last official installment of hashtag PieSummer2K15. Labor Day seems like an appropriate endpoint.
then the last pie in my official summer pie um, experience um, I made on Labor Day, and it was an appropriate pie, I think, for the end of the summer, um, because I think apples are much more a fall thing, and this was on Labor Day, so it was on the last day of summer, we had a pie for the fall, um, and it was when my roommate and best friend came back to our apartment, and we sort of got ready to embark on the next, you know, kind of adventure of um, the school year and Chicago Bound and everything together. perfect (laughs) that's so therapeutic to hear all the stories yeah and well it was funny like I was thinking about this a lot in advance of talking with you and I was trying to sort of make a list and I realized like a lot of them are tied with like it's not like and this pie was so amazing and I was so happy like they're tied with like like sadness or just sort of being stressed or like feeling weird you know like they're not all tied to these like absurdly like happy moments um but like they were the happy moments often and um but also like they were kind of stressful at times I don't know they're like it wasn't just like a holy like 12 stories about a totally like happy and boring life like (laughs) they were more complicated and the memories like were more complicated attached to them too I'm Summer Fields thanks for listening to The Quad this episode was produced by me and Daphne McLean. You can check out all of the rest of our 20-something episodes on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash uchicagoquadcast and on iTunes. So you can check them out on the go. New Chicago voices in your ears while you're on the CTA. I don't know about you, but I'm wondering how Louise is going to top that dozen pie summer. Like, what's summer 2016 going to look like? I hope she updates us. And I believe when this interview happened, I was promised a pie. So I'm going to have to follow up about that. To see Louise's pictures of every single pie that she made, you should check us out on facebook.com slash thequadpodcast. That's exclusive pie content, people. You won't be getting it anywhere else. In the meantime, don't forget, when the moon hits your eye, like a big pizza pie. That's a moray.